you will see how much power lies within you knowing your numbers. Because the only problem that ever occurs in your financial situation is when you don't know. Because when you do know and you can raise awareness to the problem, you can always find a solution. Most of you know that I started my journey out on Wall Street as a financial advisor, and I was only working there for about a year and a half, but I've always been obsessed with personal finance. And I didn't even know really what that meant until I started working my job on Wall Street. And I realized that a lot of people were not financially literate. And I was working with really like ultra high net worth people, and they didn't even know how to manage their money, which is why, right? They were investing in a financial advisor. And I started to think about it. We're not really taught how to manage our money. And we're not really taught what to do when we make money. And even some of my clients are like, Julia, you helped me make so much money, but now what do I do from here? So this podcast episode is really inspired by the questions that I keep getting about what do you do with your money? How do you manage your money? What do you do when the money comes in? Where do you put it? Where do you invest? Where do you save? And by no means is this any financial advice. This is not financial advice. I am no longer certified. My um, certifications have actually expired. And no, I don't plan on re-getting them. That was hell. But what I am obsessed with is just personal finance and really speaking to things that have worked for me in my life. I think it's the same with like health as well, right? You can only speak to really what's working for you. So this is not financial advice, but what I am going to tell you is what I've done to get me here because a lot of the habits that I do now, even though I'm at the multi six-figure level, scaling to seven figures, really came from when I was in debt and the financial habits that I took on from working my job and from being in debt. And it's really helped me set myself up for a lot of success because when I was in debt, I had to obviously, you know, be really mindful of my money and manage it well to be able to get out of debt, but maintain staying out of debt. And especially when you're first starting a business, it's a lot. It's a lot to try to manage, you know, your money, but also not really know what to do with it. Sometimes you have excess and then sometimes you're kind of like chasing your tail. So these are my top tips that work for me. I'm going to give you guys some resources as well. So make sure you check all the links in the show notes or the description wherever you're watching this. But let's just dive right in. So the very first thing I say to everybody is to me, I think you should pay down your debt first. Now, a lot of people say, right, there's good debt, like a mortgage, and then there's bad debt, like student debt or credit card debt. But the thing is, debt really holds an energetic weight. So debt can really be emotionally taxing on you. So when I first found out I was in debt, the first thing I had to do was face it head on. So I knew I was in debt, but it was just looming over my head and I didn't actually know how much I owed. So what I did was I used an app like Credit Karma and when I pulled up my credit score, I could see all my debt and everything that was in my name. So even though we talk a lot about compound interest around here and how good compound interest can be, there's also such thing as negative compound interest. So if you're in credit card debt, for example, you're getting charged a lot of fees for having that debt and credit card fees are one of the highest for debt. So what I would recommend is facing it head on and really knowing how much you owe, because I think the hardest part about this is not knowing and the unknown looming over your head. So first figure out how much you owe, and then you can create a financial plan, like really simple to be able to pay that off in a certain amount of time, because 
It's very logical. And I think this is why I love business so much. And these are most of the big changes I've made in my business is really understanding logically how to make more money, right? Same thing, how to pay down your debt, how to manage your finances. So all these things are super important. But first, you have to know how much you owe. Now, the second one is such a hot tip, but I can't believe how many people don't know it, is to switch from a regular savings account to a high-yield savings account. So I personally have a savings account with Marcus. This is not sponsored, but I do have an affiliate link with them. So definitely check it out in the description or the show notes. I've gotten so many of my personal friends to sign up for this because people just don't know. So when you have a bank, for example... Chase Bank, Bank of America, Wells Fargo. When you have a bank, right, their savings account interest is not that high. Maybe it's like 1% or even sometimes like 0.01%, really, really low. So what a high yield savings account does is it gives you a higher percentage on your savings. So for example, at the time of this recording, Marcus is at 4.3%. So that's if you have $10,000 saved each year, you're making an additional $430. And when you start saving a lot of money, that adds up. And also too, like even when I just had a couple thousand dollars in my savings account, still, who would want to sleep on a free $400-$500? So when it comes to a high yield savings account, that's why I love them because they give you such a high percentage. Just a lot of people don't know about them. So you could check out the link in the description for Marcus. And if you do decide to sign up with my affiliate link, you're actually going to get an additional 1%. So if the savings account is 4.3 or like 4.5%, that's the current rate and it's constantly going up right now, actually then you could potentially get 5.3% or 5.5% by signing up with my affiliate link. And that's a lot of money. That $430 turns into $530. So extra $100 a year for you. And it's worth it because you're parking your money anyways in a savings account. So tip number three is to use a credit card wisely. Now, it's a little bit controversial because if you're in debt, like maybe you have some credit card trauma, which I totally understand. I've personally never been in credit card debt. The kind of debt I was in was student debt. But I can understand why a lot of people don't want to get into credit cards because there's a lot of fear around them. But I want to flip the perspective and share how essential credit cards really are and how awesome they are. So the difference between a credit card and a debit card is that when you have a debit card, they're actually deducted the money out of your account right away. So for someone maybe who's been in debt, that's really good because then you're not going to spend more than you have in your bank account. But the reason why I love credit cards so much is because you spend on a credit card and then you get a monthly statement. So you actually have some leverage by doing that. So for example, say you buy a shirt for $50 and then you decide, you know what? I don't really want this shirt anymore and you go to return it. If you're using a credit card, it never actually affects your bank account. But if you're using a debit card, they would take the money out. And then if you go to return it, they put the money back. So that's just one example. Another example is that you can accumulate points and get a ton of free stuff. So one of my favorite things to do in my free time is like be like a points hacker because I'm obsessed with credit card points. If you haven't seen my video yet on YouTube, I talk about how I was able to get two business class seats to Bali for just $96. And this was life-changing for me and my partner to enjoy this experience of flying business class on a 35-hour flight. It was three flights. We got, oh my God, it was so nice. Like it was almost felt so easy to come here. So 
This is why I love credit card points so much because especially if you're spending in your business, why not accumulate points? So I personally use the Amex Platinum card for all my business expenses. And the reason why I love that card as well too is even though there's a hefty fee, for me and my partner, it's extremely worth it because we get lounge access in most of the airports. Now, I love the Amex Platinum because it actually ends up paying for itself plus some. So like, for example, I pay around, I think it's like six or $700 a year for the credit card fee, but I get lounge access. I get a ton of um, like rebates on different softwares and things like that. I get 5X points on travel and hotels that are booked through Amex. And I've been accumulating a lot of points at a really big bonus of 150,000 points upon sign up when I met the spending threshold, which is super easy for me inside of my business. But it was essential because I was able to get so many free flights, business class flights. Even now, like we're going to Vietnam in a couple of weeks, we got business class flights to Vietnam fully paid for round trip. And I mean, going back from Bali to America, same thing. Um, we were able to get them going home. I ended up paying for mine, but Marcos was able to get his um, through points from his Amex business platinum card. So if you're going to be spending for your business, you might as well spend it on a credit card. But remember, you have to treat it like a debit card. So for me, right, I would never spend more money than I have. And I think that's the biggest thing is that a lot of people get into this vicious cycle of spending before they actually have money. They're depending on money coming in or feeling like, oh, you know, something's going to come in and then I can afford this thing. You can't actually afford it in my eyes until you have the money in your account. That's the way that I see it. And that's the rules that I play by. Next is one of my favorites is the book, I Will Teach You To Be Rich by Ramit Sethi. This book has changed my life because there are such basic financial tips that you can use in your everyday life. That's where I learned about a high yield savings account. And that's where I learned about some of these other tips I'm going to continue to share with you today. I love Ramit Sethi. I think he does great personal finance content, books. You know, I think he might even have a documentary on Netflix now. So there's so many great resources out there. Take your time to educate yourself. Because that's how I learned, even though I grew up in a family where my parents are immigrants. So they were very much like money doesn't grow on trees, save your money, save, save, save. I was kind of always in that mindset to just save your money. But then I realized just saving your money and constantly holding on to it is also not that good. So learning to educate myself, right, through my college education, through working a job in finance, right, because I was passionate about this stuff and I still am. Now I still watch YouTube videos or I read books. I'm always learning. It's so important for you to always be a student of life, especially in topics that you don't naturally learn. Go out there and always be learning. And number five is have separate bank accounts. I can't believe how many people don't do this. And here's why it's so important. So when you're running a business, you do not want to mix your business income and your personal income. So I think even before I established an LLC, or maybe it was right as I established my first LLC, I opened up a business bank account because I think you do need a tax number. So probably right when I opened up my LLC. And what I did was I put all of the money that I made in my business only in that bank account. When you mix it, it gets very confusing very fast. This is also something I did when I was in debt. So any money that I had made from my Poshmark store or my business per se at the time, what I did was I funneled it all to one bank account. So I knew that anything I made from Poshmark, anything I made from online side hustles, 
babysitting, whatever it was that I was doing, then all that money went right to my debt. So same thing for my business, right? Whenever I made any business income, that's not my personal income. I have expenses. I have a team, right? You have softwares. You want to maybe reinvest. So always keep it separate. Don't always keep everything in one place because it gets very confusing. Have separate bank accounts. So I have like a ton of bank accounts, not too many because I'm quite a minimalist, but enough to a point where it makes sense. Um, And definitely separating the business income and the personal income, which leads me into number six, which is track your financials every single month. I pay $500 a month for a bookkeeper and I still track all of my expenses because what's so important is that you know your numbers. You see exactly where your money's going. You see exactly where your money's coming in. If you don't look at this every day, if you don't look at this every week, every month, you're going to be in big trouble. Because the only way to know, the same way I said the fastest way you're going to pay down your debt is to know how much you have. You need to know how much money you're making to stay accountable. And listen, there have been plenty of times where I neglected my bank account or I didn't want to look, but pushing it away is not serving you and not helping you. Also, don't give all the power to other people. I love my bookkeeper. I love my CPA. But at the end of the day, I want to know where my money's going. I want to know how much money I'm making and I want to know how much money I'm spending. So what I do is I have an abundance date with myself on the first of every single month. And what I do is I track all my finances and it takes me about an hour to do everything for the entire month. And it helps me see, is the business growing? Is the business slowing down? Are we having a dip? Are we having a massive growth spurt? It also allows me to reflect and I make it really fun. I actually put on a playlist on Spotify called an abundance playlist. And I listen to all this high vibrational music while I'm doing my my revenue and expenses, right? My P&L sheets. So I really love having a abundance date with myself and really getting comfortable with my money because the truth is building wealth starts in your mind first. So even when I was in debt, I had a really wealthy mindset. I knew that it was not forever. I knew the kind of woman that I wanted to be. I knew that I always wanted to be really wise with my money. I want to be educated. I want to learn. I want to heal my relationship with money. You know, there's still so many situations where I'm still working on my relationship to money. And I think it's never going to be fully healed. It doesn't need to be. It's constantly you're in a relationship. You're constantly improving it. So when you're thinking about your financial situation, ask yourself, if I was in a relationship with money, what would money say about me? And I know money would say so many amazing things about me. Like I'm generous. I'm kind. I pay attention to her. I treat her with love. I put on high vibrational music when I'm talking about her. So Really think about the relationship that you have with money and really start to ask yourself, what can I do differently to embody the wealthiest version of me today? And lastly, and the golden question, and it's a little bit vulnerable, is Julia, where do you invest your money? So really what I said and still holds true, you can go back and listen to um, my episode where I talk about all the investments I made in myself. I've invested a lot of money into my own personal and business development. So Alex Hermosi calls it the S&Me 500. And the reason why I believe you should be investing in yourself before anything else is because if you can learn the how-to, your skills will compound over time. So the best investment you're going to make is into yourself. If you want to make an abundance of money, you need to learn how to make money and then how to make that money compound. So for example, if you're going to put all your money into a bank account that you can't touch or into an investment account that you can't touch until retirement, 
and you're going to get 8% interest. Or you can use that same money to invest in a coach or a mastermind or an online course to improve and enhance your skills and learn the how to. You can give a man a fish and he'll eat for a day, or you can teach a man how to fish and he'll eat for a lifetime. So whenever you're getting money, right? Your money hits your bank account from your business, from your job, whatever it is. The real way you're going to build wealth is to have a split. And this is what Ramit Sethi talks about in his book. Where are you going to allocate to online education, to coaches, mentorship? Where are you going to allocate to your savings account, your rainy day fund, because it happens? Where are you going to allocate to how much you're spending and your fixed expenses each month? And when you really have the awareness around where your money is going, you will see how much power lies within you knowing your numbers. Because the only problem that ever occurs in your financial situation is when you don't know. Because when you do know and you can raise awareness to the problem, you can always find a solution. So I hope this episode really inspired you. This is something I've been wanting to talk about a lot and it's been coming up a lot behind closed doors with personal friends, with clients about money management and financials. And like I said, you know, lately my clients have been getting amazing results, like 22K in six weeks, you know, 40, 50K in a couple months. So really life-changing money for people and really people just starting and growing their businesses. And I've helped, you know, one of my clients, 96K in two quarters, like six months months of the year. That's insane. Like her biggest year yet. So now the question becomes, what do I do with all this money? Where do I put it to good use? How can I continue to impact? How can I continue to serve and compound? Right? So that's really what inspired this episode. What would really mean a lot to me is if you could share this with a friend, if you know someone that this could really support and help, it would mean the world to me if you could just send this to them. Send this to them because I think more people, women, people just in general need to learn and be educated on personal finance. And like I said, I'm no expert. I'm not certified. This is not financial advice. This is just personally what has worked for me in my life to really build myself up to where I am today. And I think too, a lot of people are talking about how to make money, but they're not talking about what you're doing with the money once you make it. Thanks so much for listening and I'll see you in the next episode.